Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. British musician Seal, one of my personal favorites, along with singer Tony Braxton and entertainer Nick Cannon, have all been diagnosed with lupus. Singer Lady Gaga even reports that she has borderline lupus. What is that? In my previous episode, we read about a rather mysterious case of a facial rash after sun exposure. It initially appeared as a sunburn, by far the most common cause for the rash on the face. However, given the lack of healing through time with typical sunburn, it became clear that it wasn't the answer. Then, later in the evaluation and follow-up process, symptoms consistent with a lupus-like condition eventually became the prominent culprit. Furthermore, it turned out that the lupus symptoms were reversibly induced by a medication that the patient was taking for acne of all things. Therefore, it leaves us with the question, when is it really lupus? How is lupus diagnosed? And what are its criteria? To learn more about this fascinating mystery diagnosis episode, check out the previous episode prior to moving on to this one. So what is lupus? Well, lupus is a chronic inflammatory disease with the potential to affect a number of organs in the body. It tends to affect more women than men, and it is more common among African Americans. Lupus is short for systemic lupus erythematosus, a hereditary disorder belonging to a category of diseases called autoimmune disorders. In autoimmune disorders, such as rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, etc., the body misperceives various parts as foreign and then builds an immune response against these misunderstood anatomic structures and mounts an attack. These attacks wreak havoc on these tissues in the body, causing distressful symptoms that often bring these patients to the doctor's office. Like other autoimmune disorders, the disease tends to flare up for a time period and then clear or improve during times of remission. So you may be wondering, what are the symptoms of lupus and how is it actually diagnosed? Well, lupus is a terrible disease because it can attack almost any organ in the body, producing numerous symptoms and a picture that differs from one patient to the next. This makes it a challenge to diagnose. The severity of the disease also varies from person to person, even further contributing to a varied constellation of presentations. The word lupus may have crossed your path at some point, perhaps when you rather suddenly experienced noticeable hair thinning termed alopecia, or when you were diagnosed with pleurisy as taking any deep breaths seemed to trigger a painful type of chest pain you had never experienced before, or when your joints seem to catch on fire after a hard day's work. Perhaps your doctor may have even tested your blood for lupus, however. But before you dash to your doctor's office for any joint pain or rash, convincing yourself that you have lupus, you should be aware that many of the symptoms are common and not related to lupus at all. But unlike the diagnosis of diabetes, anemia, and high cholesterol, there's no one simple blood test to diagnose lupus. Diagnosis actually depends on more than just a blood test. It requires a thorough history inquiring about possible symptoms of lupus, a thorough physical exam consisting of physical manifestations of lupus, and then lab work. The combination of these three elements is necessary in order to determine if a patient truly meets criteria for diagnosis. 
The take-home point. Just because a patient has an abnormal blood test for lupus does not mean that they actually have the disease. This is a vital point to remember when seeking your doctor's advice. The American Rheumatism Association, or ARA, devised lupus criteria in 1997, but it was later then revised by Systemic Lupus International Collaborating Clinics, or the SLICC, in 2012, requiring the following criteria for a more definite diagnosis. So first of all, having a biopsy-proven nephritis, which is inflammatory changes of the kidneys due to lupus, along with some positive blood tests, like ANA and something called a double-stranded DNA antibody, is enough to diagnose a patient with lupus. So that's one way to get a more definitive diagnosis of lupus. However, having a biopsy of the kidney is quite rare. However, for most other patients, the way that they typically get diagnosed is by meeting four of 17 criteria. These criteria are divided into two categories. They're called clinical criteria, and then there's immunologic criteria, and I'll describe them in detail in a moment. But the patients are required to meet at least one of the 11 clinical criteria and one of the six immunologic criteria. So let's discuss the clinical criteria. There's 11 total. Number one, acute lupus skin changes. As in the malar rash, which we discussed in detail in our previous episode, a red rash on the face shaped like a butterfly is one common presentation of an acute lupus skin change. Number two, chronic lupus skin changes, as in the classic discoid rash of lupus. Number three, alopecia, which again is hair loss. Number four, oral or nasal ulcers. Number five, joint disease which really means joint swelling or pain in at least two joints, and stiffness in those joints for at least 30 minutes in the mornings. Number six, pleurisy, which is inflammation of the lining of the lung, often painful with inspiration. Or pleural effusions, which is fluid in the bottom of the lungs, often found on a chest x-ray. Or pericarditis, which is inflammation of the lining of the heart. Number seven, kidney disease. This really means significant protein loss in the urine, which is not normal, or red blood cell casts, a finding on a urine analysis test that can indicate potential kidney disease and involvement of lupus. Number eight, neurologic symptoms such as seizures, psychosis, which are like delusions and hallucinations that are not due to anything else or any other reason, and neuropathy. Number nine, hemolytic anemia. This is a specific type of anemia in which red blood cells are destroyed by the disease. Number 10, low white blood cell count, found on a blood test called a CBC. And number 11, low platelets. They're also discovered on a CBC. So there you have it. Those are the 11 clinical criteria. The patient must have at least one of those 11. But remember, they need four of total of 17. So let's discuss the next six immunologic criteria. This really refers to positive levels of any of the following blood tests. Number one, an ANA, which stands for anti-nuclear antibody 
This is often the first blood test that is run to determine if lupus is a possibility by your doctor. But it is not specific only to lupus and can be abnormal for numerous other reasons. So it is only a screener. Just because you have a positive ANA, it does not mean that you automatically have lupus. Number two, anti-double-stranded DNA antibody. Number three, anti-smooth antibody. Number four, anti-phospholipid antibody. So as you can see, the four previous lab tests are antibody testing. Number five, low complement levels. These are components of the blood clotting process. Specifically, these tests are referred to as low C3 or C4. You may have heard those terms. Number six, direct Coombs test. Again, you don't really need to know what that means, only that it's a test to detect the presence of antibodies that attack and destroy red blood cells. So there you have it. Those are the six immunologic criteria and a positive test for at least one out of the six is necessary. So as you can see, lupus can attack any number of organs, skin, hair, joint, lungs, kidney, the neurologic system, and blood. And diagnosis is not always so cut and dry. In fact, while meeting the criteria above illustrates a definitive lupus diagnosis, it is sometimes also diagnosed rather loosely and those who don't meet full criteria. My advice, even if you meet several but not all of the criteria above, it may be worthwhile to obtain a thorough evaluation by an experienced rheumatologist, the specialist that often treats lupus once it's diagnosed. And there you have it, lupus in a nutshell. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today, or you simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctors podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here really is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Catch you next time.